Hello, I'm Martin. And I'm Paul. And welcome to the Two Gingers podcast. Now, last time on the pod, we discussed life at primary school during the 90s. This time around, however, we are going to look at how our paths start to diverge. The horror that all BFFs at primary school (laughs) have to face. The realisation that we were attending different secondary schools. So we're still in the 90s at this point. I think secondary school was from 1997 to, to 2002. So a good chunk was still spent in the decade that was the 90s. So let's set the scene, mate. What senior school did you attend and where was its location? And also, on a scale of one to hysteric, how devastated were you when you realised we were being separated? I was absolutely gutted, Mark. <laughs> so I went to Nine Styles Secondary School, uh, which was a technology college. Um, it was in a- Acox Green, so sort of from where we were in Tisley, it was in the opposite direction to where you ended up going. Yeah. Um, it was where my uncles went to secondary school. My cousins had gone there. Some of my cousins had gone there, so it was so sort was, of logical. Was that the reason for Narsos? Was there a particular reason that you went to? I, I just don't. I don't think it. I don't think my parents really had much to much to think about it really I think it was a, a no-brainer it was kind of on my dad's commute to work yeah. mum knew the school uh, my uncles had been there some of the teachers that were still there that had actually taught my my uncles and some of my cousins so that was it it was it was a it was a decision that I don't I don't ever remember being consulted on it just happened <laughs> yeah. I think there was one choice and that was it I was saying that I think that was a similar thing in our family I wanted to go to, to Nine Styles because obviously you went to Nine Styles my cousin's we're going to Nine Stars. I felt like half our class was, was going to Nine Stars. But Dad was like, no, you're going Yardley's. No. Well, I, felt, <laughs> I was like, I, okay then. I think I felt the same way, yeah. but like in reverse. Yeah. I felt like I was going to school with complete strangers. Yeah. I was absolutely gutted. And I think because we'd grown up together and like our group was so tight and yeah. you become like invincible and everything was so fun and cool by the time you got to the end of primary school, the thought of going to school with complete strangers and like if you put the like if you put the same put an adult into the same situation right you're going to start a new job you're not going to know anyone and they're all going to be twice as big as you and all grumpy yeah like you'd be terrified wouldn't you you would i wouldn't take that job (laughs) (laughs) no stay away from that one i'm not applying um so obviously to to, uh, just assess where i went i went to yardley secondary school which was still very much in tisley i think it was surrounded by most of the industrial units that we've spoken about previously on the, on the Tisley episode. But the main differences with, with Yardley's was it, was it was split across two blocks. So we had a lower block and an upper block. And we obviously have to travel there in between lessons, which is obviously the residents of, the, of where we were absolutely hated, hated it because you had a constant stream of kids walking up and down the road uh, every single day. Causing um, trouble. Causing trouble. And obviously not that I was involved in any of that, but... Um, so what, what? Okay. So what was what was an Arsenal's first and foremost? What was an Arsenal's uniform like? I think it was basic, um, and that was, it was mainly basic. I think because it made it easy for the parents to get their kids kitted out and into school. So it might have been one of the primary factors of where I went to school. To be honest, there was no blazer. Which <laughs> back in those days, a blazer was big money. A, bla- yeah. a blazer was like seventy odd quid. Yeah, we just had a black jumper. Yeah, and you could sew a badge on it if you wanted to. Um, polo t-shirt black trousers, black shoes, and you could probably get away with black trainers if you were clever enough. But Oh, okay. So you, was, you had a pretty cool uniform, to be fair. It was just I mean, all black. We were like men in black. black. Yeah. 
I mean, ours was disgusting. We had uh, obviously we had the black trousers, <laughs> but we had a an horrible green jumper that we had to wear every day. Some yellow in there. There as was well. some yellow in there yeah. as well. It weren't. It, it wasn't the greatest, to be honest. But do you remember, obviously, with the secondary school, that one of the big transitions was before. Obviously, you started in year seven. You were sent a list like you were Harry Potter from Hogwarts, <laughs> and you had all this kit that you had to go and get. So you had D and T aprons. Um, all your protractors and stuff that you never heard of before in, in maths. You had uh, all this equipment to go and get. I think I think that transition from primary school to secondary school for me as a as a kid probably started my exposure for life as as being completely unprepared and winging it in in most <laughs> facets of my life. I don't remember ever preparing for that first day of school. I probably picked a pen up from a cupboard and yeah. ran into school with a pen and hoped for the best. Right. Um, but the, there was a list. The PE kit was a good example. You know, I'd work out on the day right what I'm going to take in to yeah. cover the fact that I need I need a decent PE kit for, or need to not not stand out. I guess was the other thing. But your bag was stacked on that first day of school. I always I remember the f- the first day of school where there was tears in the playground from some of the year seven kids. I think because it was such a shock to the system. That's that's how I saw it as that, that first couple of days, that first year was, well. Where's my lunchtime football matches gone with Paul? Where, where's where's the bad boys plays that we've re- we've rehearsed? It was like no, gone. It, that's it. You're in the big leagues now. And I think it would be it'd be massively different now if we were in that position because if that happened now, we'd still be able to keep in touch. But it mm. was like it was drawing a line, and it was mm. you know I couldn't I couldn't come round and visit you because you you'd moved house. Uh, we didn't have contact with each other. Yeah, you know, we were at completely different schools. We had different, like a different circle of people that we were getting it, like getting to know and becoming friend, like friendship with, mm. getting into friendship groups with, and that was it. It was like there you go. I mean, the good news is obviously we found each other again. Yeah, but obviously for a while, I think we did lose, we did lose a bit of touch, didn't we? Um, so obviously the purpose then of the rest of this episode is to find out what each other's schools were like and see if there was any crossovers or, or any sort of similarities. Um, so okay, so one of the biggest things uh, going from primary school to secondary school was how obviously the, the school day planned out. So obviously you went from your one class, one teacher all day to different subjects. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, obviously and um, English, music, history, geography, whatever. They're all the subjects, Martin. Yeah, yeah. they're all they're all <laughs> the subjects, yeah. The subjects that we needed. So Hit us with some of your favourite subjects and some of your least favourite subjects. Have you got any? Well, I liked, I did like English. I like, I basically liked any subject that I thought was half decent at. So yeah. maths and English, I, I didn't mind those. Um, no, tended to get on okay with with the rest of the class. Tended to know what I was know what I was doing and know what I was talking about. So those subjects, business studies, I love business studies. A little bit later in secondary school. I had a wicked business studies teacher. She was proper funny, hmm. broad West Indian lady. And she thought everything I did was hilarious. So <laughs> if I, if the teacher was laughing or if the class were laughing and I was genuinely getting my stuff done, I, I was I was probably performing a bit better and, and doing well. But um, in the subjects where the teacher was a bit stricter um, or didn't quite get my sense of humour or you know it was in a slightly rowdier class, hmm. those are the ones you just keep your head down and just hope for the end of the end of the lesson and get get out of there. So I never had that love for business studies. Business studies, IT, which, <laughs> right, ironically now, I keep telling, obviously, my own daughter, pay attention in computing because this that's obviously the world now. If only I'd have known 
that this is what the world's going to be like now or the digital age would have paid more attention in yeah. IT. I got told I had an attention defici- deficiency order <laughs> disorder by my IT teacher because I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following instructions on a on a piece of paper. I we, we were used to in Carter 96, yeah. <laughs> just a few clicks, and yeah. now obviously there was this big world of IT. Uh, so yeah, so those were some of your favourite ones. What what were some of your least? Uh... I was, do you know what I really struggled with? I struggled with PA, and I yeah. think because I like. When we when we left primary school, age eleven, you know, in the top tier of the the PE groups and all the rest of it, started to play for a, for a football team on the weekend. You know, I was I was Johnny Big Balls, and then you go to secondary school and it's a leveler because yeah. all of a sudden you've got like you're not just in your little bubble of people that live five minutes around the corner. You've got other people from other areas shipping into secondary school, all growing at different ages. You know, and and actually then you sort of realise you don't you're not that special or you're you know it's a definite level of of your own sort of capabilities, and I think I just didn't have the I didn't probably wasn't confident enough to like really push my way to mm. to the top. I didn't want to like draw too much attention to myself. I didn't want to rub any of the wrong people up the wrong way. Mm. Um, Even though we were we were ginger. Yeah, we we're, were fighting anyway. we were fighting a battle already there, yeah. Mark, weren't we? So we already we already stood out. So. I didn't want to do anything that drew like drew any more attention to me. So I'd, you know, I'd maybe I'd pull out of a tackle with someone that I should have been winning the ball back from yeah. in a football match because I, I I wouldn't want them to fall over and then for me to have like grief or yeah. like for the rest of the day or whatever. Um, and the same applied with I felt like we played basketball every single bloody week. <laughs> the PE teacher who loved basketball. It's not right. Go and play basketball. Did you have PE and games? No, I think we just had. I was think it? we just had PE, yeah. Because we had, I we don't had, know, Mark. Yeah, uh, we had PE, which had to, we had to buy one kit for, and then games, which you had to buy another kit for. And I think the main difference being was PE was indoor, yeah, okay. and games was outdoor because we had the fields over the road yeah. from our school, so we had to buy like these almost like rugby tops. Yeah, and obviously that's where we'd go out and play, and play football and stuff. I mean, my own experience of favourite subjects and least favourite subjects. Um, history was obviously one of my favourite subjects um, at school. Um, but that was down to that was down to a particular teacher, which we'll, we'll touch on teachers in a second. PE was always um, a favourite, just because it was it was sport, it was competitive, it was just being active, as such. I liked English, and then funnily enough, I liked a little bit of drama to start school off with. That doesn't you didn't strike me as somebody that likes drama, Mark, no. not considering well, you wrote your own wrote and starred in your own <laughs> screenplay in primary school. Well, then this is the thing about secondary school. So I I started off doing drama. Where everyone has to do it. And then you get to that period in sort of year nine, I think it is, where you have to choose what subjects you want going forward. Yeah. And obviously, at secondary school, I think that, that freedom that you have as a, as a child where you're uninhibited, you don't mind doing anything, that sort of sorts of dissipate yeah. a little bit and you like get, start to get a little peer bit embarrassed or peer pressure stuff. So I had a choice between PE and drama. And so obviously, at the time, I just thought, oh, no, no, I'll go with PE. Um, I mean, who knows? could have been... Could have been a world famous actor by now. Paul, if have uh, carried on with drama, <laughs> a stand up comic, stand up <laughs> comic, yeah. And least favourite, I think we touched on IT, DNT, uh, uh, which was design and technology. And it's- I hated technology. Yeah. I hated technology for so many reasons, like woodwork. I couldn't get to grips with it. No, there's no left-handed tools, Mark. Nobody makes a left-handed <laughs> screwdriver. <laughs> So everything I picked up. So you were left-handed and ginger. Ca- you were- <laughs> cag-handed, mate. Cag- caggy-handed. 
I think, I don't know if that's the right term, yeah. but Kagyan did. So everything I did, I did backwards. Sewing, backwards. Like our textiles. Yeah. Um, all of that sort of CAD cam design yeah. tech tech stuff. In the end, I just folded and said, I'll just do cooking. Because, yeah. you know, I, knew, <laughs> I vaguely knew how to muster together a cheese sandwich. So I, I, could, I couldn't get out of cooking quick enough, mate. I was a disaster in that kitchen. Oh, we had a, we had a good laugh in cooking, yeah. I think. Just because, again, it's like knowing a teacher that's... I was kicked out of every single cooking class. <laughs> well, I just found that so funny. Because I'd just say something like, oh, hello, miss, you look nice today. Yeah. Right, get out. I was like, this being is cheeky, yeah. I wasn't even being cheeky. I was yeah. just being polite, but but being cheeky. Yeah. So she's like, right, you, you're definitely yeah. pulling my chain here. Yeah. I think I had a similar relationship with... Um, a textiles teacher I actually chose textiles to do in year nine going forward purely because it was a dust lesson yeah I didn't you know it was didn't minimal effort yeah. minimal effort to try and just get through and you knew even our teacher she you know bless her I don't think she could really handle the class um, so obviously <laughs> so we, we probably just took the mick a little bit too much in that lesson um, and then touching on favourite teachers and least favourite teachers were there any particular favourites who you know had an, an impact on your life, or least favourite ones that you couldn't you couldn't wait to get away from? I think there was only two really that I can immediately jump to mind, um, and one was Mrs. Brown, who was wicked, my business studies teacher. Yeah. Like just, I just thought she was amazing. The other was um, my English literature, English media teacher, was a guy called Mr. Ayres. It was, it was a, in like I say, it was a northerner. He was from Sheffield. It's a small bloke. Um, and he, he properly got me. Like, he really, really sort of played along with it. He played a couple of practical jokes on me. Mm. Um, I remember he borrowed me the original screenplay for uh, Father Ted and said, like, because we talked about TV programs. How old was you? I was probably about 13, 14. <laughs> and it was like, it was all of the, like, all the stage instructions, yeah. everything, even lines that had been taken out of the, like, final cut and stuff. I thought it was wicked. But he did play a wicked, he played a proper funny practical joke on me. He knew I was a big Blues fan. He was a big Sheffield United fan. Um, and he happened to ask me one day, he said, oh, what did you think of John Gale, who was a former Birmingham City centre forward? Um, and I said, to be honest, I said he was a bit of a, a, bit of a cart horse, um, really a mobile striker. But I said he did, he did give us our greatest ever moment at Wembley at the time because he scored an overhead kick at Wembley which was basically all I ever wanted to do my whole life if I scored an overhead kick at Wembley now I'd probably just finish it because that would be like, yeah. there's no get, there's nothing better than that and I must have watched that goal a hundred times um, and he said obviously oh, a bit of a car horse is he and then what I didn't realise was John Gale had a football academy at our secondary no. school he'd started a football academy yeah. at, our, at the leisure centre at our secondary school and John Gale walked in to the classroom and said, oh, I'm a bit of a cart horse, am I? I like, <laughs> but he did sign. So I've got, I've probably not got, because I'm not sure where mum and dad would have kept it, but I had a signed copy of Of Mice and Men, John Steinbeck, with John Gale signature <laughs> in the back of it. <laughs> but yeah, those little, those little things stuck. But yeah, so two, two teachers that stood out for me. But I know you, you sort of want a particular shout out to your history teacher who's Oh, hundred percent. I think I can definitely credit obviously my love of history to this particular teacher. I had a different one in year seven, and then uh, this particular teacher came in in year eight. 
um, and he just sort of uh, lit, lit my interest in history. He was so enthusiastic about it, and I think it just resonated with me. He's, Mr. Basra, Mr. Basra, if you ever listen to this podcast, I hope you do. I hope you do. Thank you uh, for that, because obviously I've still got a keen interest in history now. He was, and it happened. Um, it, it helped that he was a geek as well. I think you have to be a bit of a geek to be into history, but he was massively into like the Lord of the Rings and, and gaming and stuff like that. So he resonated with the kids. Even if you, you weren't necessarily that much into history, he was a geek who loved yeah. his gaming as well. So he was. I, I don't think there was any kids that had a, a necessarily a bad word or fell out with Mr. Bajra. And then there was Mr. Cotton and Mr. Johnson, who are sort of PE teachers, but then are heads of year. And they were just, obviously, what we like to use the term sound. Yeah. Obviously, um, uh, in Birmingham. So they were just sound teachers, but teachers who you never wanted to get on the wrong side of. So if you got on the yeah. wrong side of them, you knew you'd let them down. Yeah. You know, they were disappointed as such. So Mr. Cotton, Mr. Johnson, thank you as well. Um, one of my least favourite teachers um, was Mr. Watts. He was our English teacher. And I always ha I say hate. I never hated <laughs> him. Um, but I always disliked because he put me off like an interest. I remember once, you know, when you get to year 11 and, uh, and I start asking you, what sort of things, you know, do you want to go into careers? And I briefly mentioned about or quite like the idea of being a solicitor. And he said, oh, no, nah, you, you, you need you need, uh, you need need all A's Really for good that. grades for that. Just put me, stop me dead <laughs> in my tracks there. I didn't encourage it to, obviously, he's just like, no, no, that's not for you, kind of thing. And I always remember being a bit put off by him, to be honest with you. Um, okay, so obviously we've touched on subjects and uh, teachers and such. So did you notice a transition in, obviously, from the lunchtime um, and what I mean by that is lunchtime in primary school it was pretty carefree wasn't it it was running around playing kiss, kiss chase dress up corner um, or, or pretending you were trying to catch a bus pretending Mark. you were trying to catch a bus just running up against the wall and jumping off it yeah. um, and obviously that changes in secondary school so football was still prevalent but then there was more of a hanging out culture I think that happens in secondary school I think secondary school playgrounds were like a jungle Yeah. and, and I don't know what yours was like because yeah. ours was a so our school was situated on a big leisure centre as well, which was helpful in some ways. But I felt like that was when I found out that there was loads of seagulls in Birmingham. <laughs> of all the things to notice about secondary school. Mate, you, you could not run through that playground without the fear of a seagull shitting on you. It was it was terrifying. Like you'd, so you'd be, Sometimes you'd be scared of going out in the playground because if, if a flock of seagulls, you, know, you can't take those things on. They're almost as big as a human. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like big, big sort of outdoor car park that we played in. We had an ice cream van, which was which was handy sometimes. Like was he selling drugs sweets. from this ice cream no, van? No, not at all. <laughs> like the video, just man. sweets, just sweets and ice cream. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had to be. I suppose you'd sort of pick and choose what you what you did. Like try and keep a bit of a low profile. That yeah. was tended to be my sort of technique. Um, and just to stick to a couple of like your closest friends and just. You know, just wait for the time to to pass, and then crack on with the rest of your day. But yeah, I, was, I think my approach to to the like a classic secondary school day was get in early, leave quick, and just you know do your business, get in and out. Like you said, lunchtime, if the if the uh, canteen was packed, you know sometimes I just skip lunch altogether. Like I didn't want the hassle of having to queue up and you know worry about someone knocking your food over or. You know, getting to the front of the queue and realizing you ain't got enough money on you. Well, we were one of the first did schools not, to go for that card, contactless card as well. Did you not say packed lunches then? Because I, no, I stayed no. packed lunches. I no. did. 
every day was yeah. a, every day was like it was like um, roulette. You never knew what you were going to get. <laughs> was he sure it wasn't just pizza? No, 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 no. It <laughs> so, was like well, he didn't know how much change Dad was going to give us to get to get okay. our lunch. So that was all, yeah. that was always one thing. Yeah. So some days you'd be lucky a couple of quid. You, kn- you knew that was going to be. You'd never save any of it. You'd just spend it all, whether it was 50p or two quid. You walked in and you'd like, right, I know what I can do with that. Mm. So you sort of worked out the cost of living. You worked out, right, that today that will get me a pack of of Skittles and a can of Coke and I'll be in and out of the the canteen, straight into the hall, go and sit down for a bit. Wait, wait for the wait for the lunchtime bell to go, and then crack on with the rest of the day. We had a, a, a stroke of luck in that department. Is is our mum used to work in the kitchens? Oh, that's handy. So sometimes, obviously, you go in there, get a cheeky, cheeky little sausage sandwich. Obviously, you went in there breakfast, yeah. or you know, if she was in the canteen at, at uh, lunchtime, cheeky little free meal. If she was, uh, had some leftovers or whatever. When did she get sacked from that job? <laughs> <laughs> Fiddling the till. <laughs> yeah. Mum, I've got six mates here. We all want a sausage sandwich, okay? <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, mum worked at the school, but it was it wasn't one of those things where I was kind of embarrassed by it. It was no. like, oh, your mum works at the school, like, yeah. cool, like, sort yeah. us out with a. And what she used to do as well, she, she used to sort us out with some lifts home as well. That's a few handy. times. So mum was finishing up. Some some of the mates that lived close by me, she'd obviously take us all home. So I had a. That is handy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'd mentioned obviously lunchtime and obviously uh, the pat lunch. I don't think the pat lunch situation changed for me in terms of what was in it. I think I still had pay sandwiches for a while, Paul. To be honest, with you, a jam tart and a pack of cookies. <laughs> I don't think I ever grew out of it. Um, but let's. I'm just going to bring up some games here to see if you remember these as football football games in the playground. Now, obviously, this might not be everyone's experience of what they did at lunchtime, but. Football changed in secondary school. So it became not necessarily just the kids playing football against each other, but it became games that involved, and they were pretty dangerous, to be honest with you. So let's see if you remember any of these or if you played them. So obviously you had Wembley doubles. Yeah. Okay. Classic. Yeah. So it was just two aside and one goalkeeper. You had yeah. to score and progress through the rounds. But we also had a couple of games called Five Goal Bash yeah. and Wall of Death. I don't remember Wall of Death. I remember Five Goal Bash. So you explain to people what five goal bash was, and then I'll tell people what wall of death was. So basically, if you if you manage to score, this is my interpretation. Mm. If you manage to score five goals before the goalie managed to save five goals, then everyone got to give the goalie a dig. Yeah, but if the keeper caught caught a shot, yeah. he was out, and the person who took the shot, they were in there yeah. until the fifth goal went in, and you got a, one dig off everyone. So, so wall of death was. Same as five goal bash <laughs> as such, but at the end, instead of everyone giving you one dig, everyone lined up, yeah. in obviously two rows, and obviously whoever was the keeper had to run through this gauntlet of everyone just punching and kicking them until they got out at the end. And if you fell over, you were banging trouble. There was no let up. You just had to run through that wall until you got to the other side. I don't think, we played, I don't think we played this, man. This is like these, a sort of an extreme uh, British bulldog, isn't yeah, it, really? This is, these were Yardley rules, mate. <laughs> um uh, so obviously football and that sporting rivalry that actually comes up doesn't it um we faced off against each other a couple of times game, yeah, yeah. Um, at least one i remember one i remember playing it uh, at your yardley wreck um again because obviously when we went to separate schools we still i still kept playing sunday league yeah. football with a lot of the lads that you went to school with and then yeah. you you played football with our sunday team as well for a while as well so um, yeah, obviously a lot of f- familiar faces, and we'd all change, and we'd all 
like egos, personas had, had changed as well. I remember being desperate to try and like just do well. Yeah, yeah, we would. Um, it got competitive. You did, you, even though we were all, I suppose we were all mates and we knew each other outside of school. Um, you still didn't want to lose, did you? No. you? You wanted to beat the other school as well for bragging rights just as much. Um, but we talked about that. We talked yeah. about how it's weird how the people who are probably, from my experience, the people who are most outwardly proud about the school they went to and the, the area they grew up with were also the ones that were half time weren't at school. <laughs> they were the ones who were more than happy to jump on the bus yeah. and go for a scrap with some lads from another school because yeah. like, they'd just been slacking off our school. Yeah, it's like, would you, you jump on the eleven and do that? I'm just gonna go to I'm just gonna go to history. I'm gonna go to maths. And I'm gonna finish the rest of the school. Dad. I'm just gonna finish the rest of my sandwich. To be honest with you, I just remember it being weird because I guess yeah. that's as as lads growing up, you've got all this testosterone and yeah. hormones flying around and mm-hmm. you know energy to 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 deal with. And it's like, what do you do with it? Yeah. And like some some lads would just like would concentrate their efforts in sport or. You know, maybe keep a low profile or whatever. Other lads would just want to just show how hard they were, and, yeah. you know, and would t- would happily square up to anyone at any point in time. Yeah, you felt like a lot of the time the blue look, like touch paper was ready to be lit, and you just didn't want to be the person that whacked, that said the wrong thing at all. I know we'll, we'll get on, I'll get onto that a bit later in the episode, but yeah, it was sometimes there was a lot of tension in secondary school more so than it was ever in primary school. I feel like. Okay, so m- moving on uh, slightly, was there any memorable school trips that you had in secondary school? They'd kick on a notch, don't they, school trips in secondary school. Um, <laughs> so if I'll give you an example of one of my um, core memories of a, of a school trip was, I think it was year seven or year eight, because you did a language subject, um, we got to go to France. And nice. Well, yeah, we went on the got the coach down, went on a Eurostar, being mega excited, obviously to go first time visiting another country, um, and then the teachers. We got parts up somewhere in France, foreign country, no idea where we are, and teachers just went, go on and be back at the coach in a few hours. We were just let loose <laughs> on the streets in of France. France and said, come back when you're ready, or come back by a certain time. I know. My parents Sounds like a trust exercise or like a, sort of a Yardley's version of Battle Royale. See which kids yeah. don't execute each other. Couldn't speak the language. <laughs> and then we were just let loose in the middle of France. That sounds yeah. good. Well, we yeah. had, I had a similar experience in France in that, that one school trip that does stick out. Yeah. And I did classic teenage idiot boy. So I stole a bottle of gin from my mum. <laughs> yeah. put it in my mate's bag yeah. and we were adamant that we were going to have a couple of we were going to basically polish this bottle of gin off I think we were in year 10 so I'd have been yeah. about 15 and sure enough we got this gin through all of the the checks that school didn't do on the coach off we went bag of custard creams as well we took them with us and when we stopped, so you at had the two essentials, two essentials, <laughs> custard creams, custard creams, because yeah. I hear they complement a, <laughs> a neat gin quite well. I did do it clever though, because mum's the bottle of gin that I stole from my mum. I thought she's going to notice, so I watered it down. I took like three quarters of the bottle, and then I watered the rest of it down. I thought she'll never notice. You thought a lot about this thing. It, it was yeah. a, it, yeah. it was, it was a well-executed plan yeah. until it backfired. Mm. It backfired about about half a day into the first at <laughs> first sort of day there when yeah. we'd all got into our our rooms and there was three of us in our room me and my mate Ollie and I think my other mate Lee and the teacher bust into the door 
because I think someone had said, oh, we've got booze. And we'd probably drank about half of it. I mean, it was horrible. It tastes yeah. like nail polish remover. Um, I don't think, like at the time, maybe Gordon's has improved their standards. And if they're happy to sponsor the pod, we'll take them on board. <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like palatable. But my mate had had a few more glugs than I had. And he wasn't, he was a bit of a ditzy lad anyway. Um, so he was like a bit of a jack lad. Teacher walked in, he cracked a joke. There was custard creams all broken over the bed. <laughs> and the teacher just thought, oh my God, he's drunk a whole bottle of gin. And like, we didn't we, we didn't cover for him. We just let him take the hit. So the teacher whipped him out of our class, put him in the bath, threatened to pump his stomach out. And we just, we just sat there. <laughs> just played with these nudie cards that we'd bought from the from yeah. the side of the road waiting for him to come back he didn't come back all night oh, and then we went to Disney, Disneyland we had a great day so, so still had a great day <laughs> yeah we had a great day someone got a laser pen as well you don't, I don't oh. you don't hear a lot about laser pens no but um, yeah I remember a laser pen being like an exciting thing someone had yeah. a laser pen that had a smiley face on it that was shining at the driver nearly killed the driver <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the classic things you do as a kid. Yeah. Not n- no fear of your own life. Just no. just do it for shits and giggles. But um, I think that's when I realised that I was definitely in the in betweeners group at yeah. school. Like oh. we were never going to be lucky with the girls. No. We were never going to do anything that stood us out as being cool. Um, oh, we hundred percent were. Cool. And we were, all of our yeah. plans were always yeah. almost worked and, yeah. and ended tragically. I don't. I don't think my freckles started to separate until we got to about <laughs> year eleven. <laughs> then I started to dissipate slightly. Hey everyone, it's Martin here from the Two Gingers podcast. We hope you are enjoying the podcast so far, but we have a couple of favours to ask. If you haven't done so already, then please subscribe to the pod, rate the show, and also save the Two Gingers playlist to your library. These actions are really going to help the show grow and be seen by more and more people. Thank you for all your support so far. We really appreciate it. Join us next time for the second part of today's episode.